ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. We all know how much COVID has changed the world. Some of us went to work from home for a bit, some of us lost work, and for younger people, a lot of university classes went online. And learning from a computer screen instead of actually going to class in person did cause challenges for uni staff, made some students feel isolated and like it was harder to learn. But it actually had huge benefits for people who otherwise would struggle to get a university education like kids from rural or remote backgrounds. Angel Parsons has been looking into the impact of online learning brought in through the pandemic, how it's helped country kids, and why some are worried it will disappear. Yeah, doing uni online might have its fair share of cons, but in Grace McDonald's case, it's pretty much all pros. I feel so much more comfortable learning in my own environment at home where I'm supported by my family, where I'm not isolated away. Being able to study while still living and working on her family's cane farm in the Sundays has made all the difference. But this month, Grace and the other agribusiness students at the University of Queensland say they got some pretty stressful news. A couple of days before our final exams for the semester, uh, we received an email... Dear Grace, we are writing to inform you about the transition back to in-person course offerings in 2024. Due to the COVID pandemic... I think it's been quite um, a shock to a lot of people if they, like me, are currently working and studying externally, have to pack up within the next three months, lose their jobs, say goodbye to their families, try and find somewhere to live is just such a daunting prospect. Grace is doing a dual degree in agribusiness and ag sciences. She actually started in person in 2020, but switched to remote learning when COVID hit, and now she's thriving, like works on the farm, works for a local ag business, and has helped run a young farmers group. If she passes her exams, she'll graduate this year, so hopefully this won't affect her personally. But she says it's really disappointing to think the massive opportunities she's had might disappear at some unis as a COVID-era relic. From what I've been talking to people, one girl, she is actually transferring to a different university altogether because she has no option to move. Student Lucy O'Kill will be affected. She lives close to uni, but she does some external subjects so she can work to be able to afford to live close to uni. My grandparents were sick in my second year of uni and so being able to enrol in the courses I had to do externally meant I could be in Brisbane and help mum with everything she needed to do and it definitely takes away that like trade-off that I know a lot of internal students have to make about whether you go to work and make enough money to eat well this week or you go to a lecture or a prac and actually pass the subject. So Grace and Lucy say the news came as a bit of a shock, but a UQ spokesperson said students were told back in January that it would transition back to in-person and discontinue COVID-related adjustments. The uni says it acknowledges this change will be significant for the small number of external students. It says it'll meet with them soon to find an appropriate solution and can offer support like help finding accommodation. But the benefits of returning to in-person teaching include smaller tutorials, field trips and access to facilities. So what if universities across the country start to, quote, return to normal? Yes, the stats do show that people who are studying fully online, more of them drop out 
and they take longer to finish their degrees, those that stay. But it's not as simple as the study mode. This is Dr Cathy Stone. She's a conjoint associate professor at the University of Newcastle, and she researches how we can give more people the opportunity to study and improve equity. You know, going to university used to be an elite activity. In some universities, it, it kind of still is. But, it, you know, we're living in a world now where it isn't and it shouldn't be. She hopes unis across the country really invest in external learning, aside from regional unis that have been doing distance for ages. A lot of these students, they wouldn't be at university at all if they weren't studying online. It's more about the multiple responsibilities and commitments in their lives. We know from all the research that particularly Students who are first in family to come to university, compounded by um, perhaps low socioeconomic backgrounds, also First Nations students, they're already finding it a massive challenge and right out of their zone of familiarity. If it all gets too hard, they're very likely to think, OK, it wasn't meant for me after all. Dr Stone says universities do have an obligation to improve student equity and remote learning can be a big part of that. And I kind of get it because a lot of universities have got some really nice facilities on campus and I think perhaps some of them kind of miss the days of that vibrant sort of student life on campus. But I, I think they're harking back to the past and I think we've moved on from there. I did a different degree before I did this one and it, I never finished it, but it was two and a half, three years on campus and it was a completely different story for me. Up in Proserpine, Grace is hoping other rural students keep getting the same shot she did during the pandemic. And over the last four years, they've built this up to be something that's so sustainable, really. I've had a, an excellent time studying online. I've been able to do so much, so I think... I don't see why that can't continue in some shape or form. So at a time when agriculture is crying out for workers, what effect could this have on the industry? Renee Anderson is the project manager for the Rural Jobs and Skills Alliance with Queensland Farmers Federation, and she knows just what it's like to try and find workers in the ag industry. I don't think it's getting easier, and and we're seeing a lot of poaching between um, ag businesses and even ag industries, uh, you know, People are highly skilled um, and people are looking for those really enthusiastic workers. So, yeah, there's a lot of sort of transition between businesses. You're also a cotton grower from central Queensland and it's been a massive ginning year. So really, as you say, high-end workers are needed, but to get that cotton processed, you needed a lot of workers this year. Yeah, that's right. And I've, I actually had a couple of um, backpackers from London this is the third visit that they've came and um, worked on the farm Um, and they just finished up on Wednesday and they're heading off to uh, to travel around Australia so um, I'm in the process of looking for some people for uh, to to help with irrigation this season over the summer period Uh, all the tractor works finished um, all the fertilizers on so now it'll just be those hands on deck helping with irrigation in the morning and in the afternoon. And while she gets it and can acknowledge the importance of face-to-face learning, says we do need to be able to think outside the box. There's certainly huge value in face-to-face learning, but one thing that we've learned with COVID is that hybridisation and that flexibility is incredibly important, not only for those in the rural communities, but for the kids themselves. So being able to, um, you know, stay at home, it's very hard to find accommodation um, in the city and away from home. 
uh, huge, huge challenge, find, you know, that competition with uh, the accommodation and finding a room um, and extreme costs. And, you know, university students are generally um, have quite low incomes. They have to go and work on their holidays. So it's an added cost to their, their living expenses. Um, I think, you know, providing that hybrid scene where they can do remote learning as well as face-to-face is incredibly important. And also, you know, a lot of those kids do work on their farms. They, you know, that's their income to support them to go through university. So I think it'll be difficult for them. A lot of the education centres have certainly realised the value of remote learning and they're doing that, that virtual training has been a huge component and uptake in ag where they're you know they're using virtual headsets now for their um, hands-on learning from home yeah it's very cool technology is out there Um, my colleague and I recently went up to the Bowen um, Agriculture Centre of Excellence and saw saw how they're doing that remote virtual um, training for those kids yeah so I think that we need to really be thinking outside of the box these days for education because would you like to employ a uni student uh, potentially all year round and would that be something that you could see would fit into some of the production cycles of the likes of your cotton job? It's, it certainly does. University students really fit in around the, the cotton season because, you know, it's a summer summer crop so they're, they're on their longest um, holiday break with that over that summer period. I know a lot of the agronomists um, hire summer scholars to come and uh, I was a bug checker once. Yeah, <laughs> yep. So they, yeah, they utilise that workforce um, certainly during the summer months as well. What's the learning here, though? Is it for the likes of QFF to have more conversations about hybridisation? Yeah, I, th- I certainly think you know with education, we we need to be thinking differently to upskill and train train our future generation. Because can you see the workforce shortages easing anytime soon? Is there any good news out there with your insight with QFF? Uh, I don't. I can't see the workforce issue um, getting any easier. But we we are finding new solutions through technology. So the uptake of technology is trying to fill the gap, fill some of those those roles.